Hey guys, make sure you pick up some Strava Craft Coffee today. You know my saying, once you go Strava, you never go back. If you've never tried Strava Craft Coffee, it's packed with CBD, which has been known to help cure long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis. It can also just help relieve some stress in these unprecedented times that we're living in. It's how I always start my day, and especially on a Saturday or Sunday morning, man, there is nothing better than a hot cup of Strava Craft Coffee. You guys can get 20% off Strava Craft Coffee and a Strava Craft Coffee subscription with the code DNVR20 and get your coffee delivered every two, three, four, six, or eight weeks. And like I said, 20% off of any product you are subscribing to. Hit up StravaCraftCoffee.com today. You won't regret it. It's the absolute best. Packed with CBD. It's healthy for you. It can just make you feel better throughout your daily life. And it's the best thing and the best way to start your day. That was a classic game. Worth the you guys remember that one? The whole game. The whole game <laughs> to the very end. Oh, man. Vibes. What? Vibes, man. <laughs> this isn't even a casual Friday. This is just a standard issue show. No, this is a casual Friday, baby. It's so casual. <laughs> so casual. I'm not even worried. Do you see my hands. hat? Backwards, bro. Back. Yeah, exactly, bro. <laughs> Maybe you should uh, lighten up a little bit, you know, Eric? No, I don't think so. I think I'll probably go harder. All right. Welcome, everybody, into a very casual Friday edition of the DMVR Nuggets podcast. A lot to get today. We got the schedule out. I got some takes. I have one take, guys, that is going to just blow your mind about the schedule. I can't probably wait. I can't not. overhype this take. It's that. That's how spicy it's going to be. We got Will Barton, who had a fiery quote, or at least was it? We, some people seem to think it was. Some people think, seem to think it wasn't. We're going to talk about that as well as his health. And then, of course, Mr. Composure. I would say he spoke to the media and was quite composed today. That's how I would describe it. So we got a lot to get to today, guys. Thanks, everybody, rolling into the chat. Don't forget, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the little, the little uh, bell that tells you whenever we have a live show. And then vibe with us here with this beautiful beach music. We're really good at dancing. <laughs> I'm joined uh, by my esteemed colleagues, as always, the man with the wind in his hair, Harrison Wind. Boys, it's been a hell of a week. It's been a hell of a week. Can't wait for today's show. I am freaking jacked for today's show. Wow. Freaking jacked. PJ wow. Dozier, man. I know. Whew. It really is going to be a good one. And then I've also got down here a man with low energy. Um, some say low T. I don't know. It's D-Line Co. <laughs> Some B, that's a BS, man. What a terrible intro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, whenever I see somebody on there like this, you know, I just think low. Oh, low what do you, 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 you've thrown me into a, a, a perpetual Friday funk with this music always. And not the funk like uh, music funk, but uh, the depression type. So, yeah, that's what you get. <laughs> and then, of course, a man that's bringing the energy today because he, he knows a good vibe when he's feeling it, man. And that's Brendan Vogt. You know what else I know, guys? I'm a starter on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. That was a great line, too. That was a really great one. Um, All right, so let's get right into it. Guys, later in the show, we're going to talk about the schedule. I don't want that to be top bill because I actually think the the game, the actual game is going to take precedent here. And Will Barton, to me, correct me if I'm wrong. I've said this for a while. This season, a lot of people, it's the season of MPJ. I think he's central. You know, the Nuggets' success in large part is dependent on, on him and, and all the various aspects of him. Second on that list to me, and a very close second, not like a way down the list second, a very close second is Gary Harris and or Will Barton. Are one of them ready to go? Are both of them ready to go? Are either of them capable of sort of filling in in the right spot? And 
one of the central parts of, of that component was, was Will Barton healthy? Well, we got to talk to him today, and there was a lot of things we could take away from it. The very first thing I wanted to take away is he said he's feeling good. He said that the rehab process you know, was very necessary, and, and there was a lot of ups and downs over the last eight months, but especially over the last two, but that he's ready to go. Harrison, what's your read on that aspect of speaking to Will Barton today, just his readiness? I mean, I'm, of course, we're gonna, a lot of this can be revealed in the coming days, but what's your read yeah. on it at this point? Yeah, I didn't come away from what he had to say um, thinking he's like 100%. I just didn't. He was asked, are you feeling 100%? He said, quote, I'm definitely feeling really good. So my read on it is that he's obviously feeling much better than he was when he left the bubble. I don't think a lot of people understand how bad a shape he was in. When he did leave the bubble, I was told right, that, right. you know, Will was rehabbing in Miami for like the past three months. When he first got there, he couldn't like do a four foot box jump. Right. He, he just couldn't do it because he couldn't jump without his knee hurting. And, and he was just like, he, he couldn't get past that point. I mean, he, he's obviously. It was real. It was, it was yeah. a significant, I don't want to say injury, but like a significant, like he couldn't get over the hump for whatever it was he was rehabbing. Yeah. So I think he's well far past that. Uh, you know, he's dunking the ball, he's running, he's jumping, he's cutting, but. I didn't come away from what he said thinking, okay, he's 100% back to being the old Will Bart, and that's who he's going to be this season. That, that just wasn't my read on it. So let's play it. Uh, for the people that haven't seen, we have a clip. Producer Kale, why don't we roll the, uh, the clip about his health? Are you 100% right now? Do you feel like you're, you're ready to go with this team? And then how hard was it for you to be away from the bubble when the Nuggets were making the run that they did? Um, definitely feeling real good. Uh, I just want to thank the Nuggets organization for – you know, let me out the bubble to seek the, you know, complete attention I needed, the proper attention and, you know, rehab and um, and just everything. Um, making sure that, you know, I was comfortable with everything and get my body to this point. I feel real good. Um, just got to get back in shape, but <laughs> I feel very good as far as my body and being able to be athletic and do the things I need to do. Um, very tough being away from the bubble being away from my team, seeing them go so far. Um, the run they had was just, you know, magnificent. Something that we already planned, though, so I wasn't really surprised. I thought we were a team that could win the championship last year, so I wasn't surprised that we went that far. Just upset that I couldn't be there to, you know, help take us over the top. All right, before we get to that, because I thought it was a great quote, I, I want to get to one other thing here. You know who notices my haircuts, guys? Everybody else besides the U3. I always... I always get upset. You never notice it. You never compliment it. You never. You never say anything. You guys not see. It? Look how nice and tight. High and tight. High and tight, baby. I know. Right? <laughs> I get no respect on this show. I get no respect. Well, I'm that, the one true. that gets. Bullied. You never get any respect, Adam. <laughs> I'm the one that's bullied here. They call me the bully. So I don't know. No, but seriously, guys, with Will Barton. So, this is why I introed this the show today the way that I did because. I think if you read the quote, I'm a starter in this league, which we're going to play here in a little bit, you saw that, you would think that he came out like Kenneth Reed did that one day, where literally unprompted, he just came out and said, I'm a starter, and then just started going. Will Barton, there's a disconnect between the Will Barton that we know, because we talked to this guy in the locker room, we talked to players around him, we talked, you know, all of this different stuff, and then the one that fans get, and I, I wonder what all of the different layers are, because I feel like we are 
much more pro Barton people than maybe the average fan or even the diehard fan. But you see in this quote, what I like about it is Will Barton, first of all, thinking the Nuggets, there's been a lot of talk about, like, did he leave the bubble? Was this night? I mean, the Nuggets have come out and said this was, you know, consensual parting of the ways during the bubble. Like, he left consensual. I don't know what the riff um, <laughs> maybe Maybe a weird phrasing. But then, also, but then also just thinking of that. And then everything he talked about, and really I think we can all attest to this, Barton was a team guy, a we guy. Like, he's talking about what the team accomplished. And, you know, he missed being there, but we're not surprised because we knew we could do this all along. And I, it was a great interview today. That's why I hate that the, the headline from his thing was, I'm a starter. Um, but vote, kind of take it from there. Just what did you think of that part and his his conversation about where he's at health-wise? Yeah, I mean, his motivation, I think, is that he just believes he's good enough to help this team win a title. Like, I really think that's just where it comes from. And he even said as much. He thinks they could have gone even further if he was playing. So everyone's just going to hear, like, it's not as selfish as it's framed. You know, right, like, what right. he really believes is that he is the fifth guy for that team to win a title, thinks he can do it. Um, and the other thing is, he acknowledged how much tougher this has been for him mentally, and it's the first time I've heard him acknowledge this. He's playing the best basketball of his career, right? Yes, and he has thing. worn many hats for Denver and done a lot for them and taken on a big workload. And his reward have been two debilitating, the two most serious injuries of his career. So that's a lot to work through mentally. Um, and I think what Barton's getting at is, hey, like I've earned this opportunity. I've right. come off the bench. I've put my minutes in. I've been a good soldier. I think I can help you guys, and I want to. And that's just sort of what it sounded like to me, more so than here are my demands, but, and if you don't meet them, I'm out. We'll play that clip here in, in a second. But, Eric, when you hear him just talking about his health and, and, and everything, are you buying that he's he's ready to go? And what's your read on, on that comment? Um, he seemed a little tentative in the way that he was talking about it, like uh, and the way that he laughed about being out of shape right. uh, makes me gives me pause. Um you know, like I really am very intrigued at the idea of getting a healthy Will Barton back into the lineup that we saw in the bubble, and like what that could actually mean, like right. when scoring isn't happening or people need to be self starters, not a, they're not able to do it. Um, I'm I'm a little nervous that uh, that Will is like a little more anxious to get on the court than maybe his body is going to mm. allow him to do. Um, mm. But you know, we'll see. I mean, I listen. I'm I'm all in on thrill. I love I love what he brings. I love his heart. I love his leadership. I love everything he he can do. But we saw what a hobbled thrill looks like, and it's it's not right. thrilling. Not thrilling, I would say. That's a great point because we did see Will at not a hundred percent, and he doesn't really his game doesn't scale down. It's the no, same. Uh -uh. He plays the exact same way whether he's capable of doing it or not. I think one of the storylines, one is obviously health, and then another one is just, you know, how do these pieces fit? Because the same goes for Michael Porter. He's so clearly talented enough to be one of the three best players on this roster, but does he fit? And then you add Will Barton to that equation, which at the same time, you know, Will Barton at his best seamlessly, in my opinion, seamlessly fits into what Denver does. The ball gets popping, and he's a big, yeah. big part of that. I think he's... People, I think, know him as this gunner or this or that. You know, when he was on the court with Jokic and Murray last year, I think it was a plus 10 net rating. Now, that's a starting lineup, so you would expect it. But you throw him out there with MPJ and Jokic, and the, it was only like 300 possessions or something like that, so it was a small sample size, like plus 12. Yeah. And those minutes were that December-January stretch when Murray was out, Harris was out, Millsap was out, Plumley was out. Will Barton was carrying the team. That's why he was saying, like, if you look at last year, like, I, I don't know if you replaced that run in January – with Gary Harris, I don't know if the Nuggets make that same run. Will Barton was able to sort of tailor his game and step into different roles in a way yeah. that I don't think Gary Harris is. So 
Um, you know, it all comes to me. It all comes down to his health. Why don't we play the second part of that or the second clip, Kale, here about him starting, so everybody can kind of see again. This was me asking him a question, and my question was, "Do you want to be a starter?" So he's literally responding to a direct question. It was solicited to be yeah. postseason. <laughs> what is the hunger level? Not that one. Hey, well, it's great to see you. Um, I know that I think for every player starting is important. I know it was very important for you the last couple of years. Is it as important to you going into this year that you start? Is it, it or, or would you be comfortable coming off the bench if that's what coach chooses? Um, I'm a starter in this league. I think I've proved that year in and year out being one of the most consistent players in the whole NBA. Um, even like I said, looking back to last season, you seen what I was able to do. Um, I think it's clear cut who I am in this league. Um, I'm a starter, but uh, at the end of the day, that's coach's job to, you know, see what he wants to do. That's the organization as far as who, who they want to start and things like that. But um, at the end of the day, I'm a starter and nothing has changed, changed that. Um, the last time you guys see me play, um, everything speaks for that. So I don't, I don't really even have to speak too much on it. Bet Thrill did notice my haircut. I like this comment. It's true, man. It's so. very. He, also, he didn't. Men- he didn't mention it either. <laughs> I hope he burned Thrill on it then. Um, so I'm curious, Eric. Had you seen that uh-uh. yet? Okay. So I'm curious. You saw the quotes. You saw it like typed out. I'm, yeah. I'm curious if you're if that matches what you expected. Um. Yeah. That. Yeah. Like. I didn't expect that it was like an unprompted Kenneth Fareed, uh, I'm a starter. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm a starter. I mean, like, and he's right. Like, Will Barton is a starting level player in the NBA. Right. I, he's not demanding that he starts. He's just saying, like, that he can play at that level. He is that level player. So, you know, whether or not, I mean, so is Lou Williams. So is, uh, right, for right. the longest, Good like, point. these are players that can, that are starting caliber players, whether or not they are on the floor when the ball gets tipped. I mean, so much is made of the, the, the word starter and like what it means. Um, you know, sometimes you have starters that come in and play 10 minutes and then don't show up again until into the third. Um, and, but Will, Will Barton is just a good player. That's what he's saying. He's just reminding you guys, like, I'm good. Don't forget about it. It's been a while since you saw me. A lot right. transpired, but I'm still that. I'm still that dude. So, and I, you know, I'm buying it. Yeah. Wind. It's got to be so tough for Will coming off this injury because if you guys remember back to two years ago when he had that really terrible injury at the very beginning of the season, he came back. He rushed back probably quicker than he should have, and he got booed by his home crowd in the playoffs. Pretty much booed off the floor and out of the starting lineup. So. He, he's probably thinking about that and trying to come back from this injury this time around. And, like, he knows he wants to get back on the floor because he had that great showing last season. He knows what he could have contributed in the Western Conference Finals if he was healthy. He knows he wants to get back on the floor and continue right. that. But I've got to think in the back of his head he's also thinking about what happened two years ago. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's kind of waging that battle. The, the thing about him being a starter is he's right. He has shown that he's a starting level player in this league. Um, I'm with you, Adam. I have no doubt in my mind that if the Nuggets rolled out a Jamal Murray, Will Barton, Michael Porter Jr., Paul Millsap, Nikola Jokic starting five, which is what I think they will do most likely if Will Barton is healthy. Big caveat there. Right, big caveat. I have no doubt that that lineup will be absolutely elite. And I think it could be good offensively too. and defensively, too. too. Um so there's a lot more to get into there and what that means for Gary Harris, but um, I, I think he fits with that group super well. 
I'm, I'm, Brett, I'm going to let you finish, but Connor Trump has the greatest comment of all time. Conspiracy quarter, Adam likes Will because they low-key look similar. What? <laughs> Maybe can't, can't, I've often can't, thought that. Can't, can't, you guys we can't need, be talking about the same Will. Side by side, man. I want to see. I, I got to see the, the like. I think you know, it's the haircut. I think it's the is haircut that what it specifically. Is, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we both we have very similar features. <laughs> Hold on, let, let me look at you and uh, think about Will Barton. You know what? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what? I gotta say, mm-hmm. I don't see any of it at all. That's not true. <laughs> the last thing I would stress with Thrill is that he's done this. He has come off the bench in the past. So, like labeling him as a player who seems unwilling yeah. to do so is unfair. Um, he has been the backup ball handler he's been a secondary ball handler when playing with the starters he's been a guy who has to create his own shot he's been a guy who's put an emphasis on battling on the boards and playing better defense he's played between 30 and 40 minutes a night out of position often so to imply that he hasn't paid his dues for this team um is incorrect he has and so again what he's what he's feeling like is that he deserves this shot and he's good enough. I don't think that's the same thing as a demand. And and I would also lastly stress that Adam asked him. Adam asked him straight yeah. up, do you think you're good enough? And by the way, the guys who, who's going to say no? Like, <laughs> no. And if they say no, they're well, lying. Well, to Michael Green. Although, to Michael Green, to did, Michael say Green no. did say no. And that's what you say when you're coming into a new team that just went that's, to the Western Conference Finals and you haven't true. played a minute for them. But right. the reality is, like, I can relate to Will's comments as a dude who played lower-level baseball when I was 11. I thought I was better than the guy at second base. I wanted right. to start. Like, Will right. thinks he's good. It's no mystery to me that he feels this way. Um, I, I do wonder, though, and, and I see the comments now already coming out about, like, where, is that, where does that happen? Look, Malone appears to be slotting Michael Porter into the inside track for that spot. Like, I think everybody wants him to win it at small forward. But, you know, there is a chance that he just doesn't, and Will Barton is back in that small forward spot. But I think more likely, at least to me it's more likely, is that there's a real competition for shooting guard, and that's a Gary Harris-Will Barton competition. Maybe Monte Morris is this, like, very, very dark horse candidate to sneak in. I don't think so, but uh, I think it's a Gary Harris-Will Barton competition there. And I would, for me personally, I just would not be surprised if Will Barton, if Will Barton was the guy there. You, you see something great here? Or what's going Did on? Did Vote ever get to second base? <laughs> um, I'm not sure which question you're asking. I did start for a B team in All-Stars seventh grade. <laughs> Did you make out during that time? No, I didn't make out with anyone. Uh, <laughs> okay. uh, Gary, what, are, when, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I said on the show earlier this week. That competition is going to be between Gary Harris yes. and Will Barton. And it's going to be a little awkward, I think, yeah. especially if both guys are healthy, man. Like, it's not two up-and-coming players who are battling for playing time. These guys have been teammates. Uh, they've had the same locker next to each other forever. And... I would not be surprised if whoever does not win that job gets traded because I, I it's tough for me to see it working if Gary Harris gets the job and Will Barton comes off the bench or if Will Barton gets the job and Gary Harris comes off the bench. It's going to be tough for that other guy who does not win the job, in my opinion, at least from my read on the situation, to be happy and be willing to accept that role. I could see you know the guy who comes off the bench mm-hmm. getting dealt. Oh, man. I, there's a lot of Me comments too. about Will as a potential six man. And I think what's difficult about this is I, I agree that there's a fit for Will off the bench. I also just think he unlocks he the agree. best offense with the starters. Yeah. So it is difficult. And to Win's point, it is hard to see Gary as a backup small forward. But I, I think no matter – that's the thing is, like, would Will be happy coming off the bench? I don't think he would. And, and I think the same no. is true of Gary. I think the same is true of Michael Porter. And would they – you know, does that mean they're going to, like, derail the season? I don't think so. But I do think that – Whoever doesn't get that, the clock 
might be ticking on them. Like, hey, man, if they don't get an opportunity through injury or through something else, like, it might it might mean that you got to make a move here. Um, I can't believe. I don't know. Maybe we're, not. But we're, I, we're just get, like exiting the age of innocence for this young. It is squad. true. Yeah. That's exactly it. That's yeah. Exactly there it. we are. Uh, ultimate troll move though. Malone just rolling out Murray. Harris, uh, Barton. Stop it. <laughs> Mil- Just the three Jokic. of them? The, no, no, Millsap Jokic. <laughs> the same lineup as last year. Everybody gets all excited. All these new pieces. <laughs> like, nope. Same squad. Uh, all right, Harrison, let's hit our first break here. Uh, on the other side, we got more from Barton. We got a little PJ composure. Oh. The schedule. Mm-hmm. All right, first up, guys, we got the Christmas ale from Breck Brewing. I haven't tried the Christmas ale yet, but I've heard awesome reviews. I mean, every beer from Breck Brewing get a review from us totally honest great review um so make sure to pick up the christmas ale uh from breck brew perfect for this time of year you can get it at your local liquor store you can go to the farmhouse where they've got that skating rink they've got that tubing hill pick up some christmas ale there there as well also make sure to hit up green mountain dental group get a free sonic air toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam they're located just 15 minutes from downtown denver uh, that Sonic Air toothbrush, a great option, a great uh, a great pickup this time of year too. Uh, so make sure to hit up Green Mountain Dental Group today. Also, I want to do my DraftKings pick of the week. Get that in uh, here right now. Uh, the odds are up on DraftKings for most improved player. I think the Nuggets honestly have two really good candidates for this: uh, Jamal Murray at plus eleven hundred and Michael Porter Jr. at plus two thousand. I know technically second year players don't usually win this award. Uh, Luka, Doncic, Luka Doncic, a second-year player, was third in the voting last year. Brandon Ingram won it. Bam Adebayo, a third-year player, was second. But I feel like MPJ, he's moving into the starting lineup this year. He's obviously going to get a ton more shots, a ton more minutes. I think those are nice odds at plus 2,000. And Jamal Murray, I mean, plus 1,100 isn't great odds, but he's got to be one of the favorites in the clubhouse right now. So... Um, that's my DraftKings pick of the week. Uh, MPJ for most improved player of the year, plus 2,000. Wow. It's a, it's a bold one, but I like it. I mean, can I, can I make one more Barton point out of the break because I'm a little fired sure. up? See some folks in the comments saying that it's not a coincidence that the Nuggets played their best basketball without Will Barton. Um, first of all, I think it's arguable that it was their best basketball. They were down 3-1 twice That's in a, a row. Point. I just think they're a right. very talented team. Um, but I would also say that the team does not agree with you. I think if you ask right, right. players and people in Denver – they believe if they had Will Barton, they would be a better basketball team. And that's probably rooted in all of the good basketball that he's played over the last three to four years. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, it's interesting. And Will is one of those players that I think like exists a bit on a razor's edge because he can do so many different things. And what what he does choose to do matters. Like the scoring version of Will Barton, there are nights when Denver needs that and he steps into it. There's nights they need the facilitating one. So I understand that. It's hard for a player that can do and fill a bunch of different shoes to always pick the right shoes to wear that day. Yeah. But um, I think Will Barton does a really nice job of it, and I definitely and I think the front office. I know the front office feels if he was healthy last year, Denver against the Lakers is is a coin flip series, not you know not a five yeah. gamer. So whether or not they're right, whether or not you agree, whatever. But um, it's not just it's not just us saying this. Right. Yeah. Um, just it's just a tough situation for for Michael Malone and the Nuggets. Like. This is an imbalanced roster right now, in, is, in my yeah. opinion. It's true. They've got a lot of guards. They've got a lot of guys that play the one and two. Will Barton, people forget, is a natural two. And, you know, he would yeah. love to get back to playing the two this season. He'd love to start there. But <laughs> there's just a lot of point guards and shooting guards on this roster. So it, it's tough, man. 
I'm with you with what you were saying before the break, Adam, that both of those guys are going to be unhappy coming off the bench. I just think that 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 could be, you know, where we're heading with the one guy who doesn't get that starting nod. And it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough situation for sure. This is a good question. I think uh, Thrill had good defense last year. Yep. And I think with his length, um, I, I think he he's actually a really good defensive too. Not Gary Harris level. Gary's right. elite in my opinion, but he's really good. And um, I think the net is a positive when you just factor in a guy that's reliable shooter. You know, thirty-seven percent three-point shooter can handle the ball, knows how to make reads. I, again, I always bring this up, but him and Jokic were the number one pick and roll right. duo in the NBA back in two thousand sixteen. Yeah. I mean, like. I know that sounds crazy to think, but they had a really they were the first to develop that great two man game. Um, there's one more quote from him, Kale. Do you have the one about being hungry? I want to play this one for a reason, but I don't know if you know which are one you, it is. Are you, you hungry? Well, no, oh, I am. I'm a little hungry actually. To be honest. <laughs> I noticed though, Kale, when you loaded these up, they're called Barton One, Barton Two, Barton Three. Not Barton <laughs> hungry, Barton no. knee, Bart. So let's take a guess, Kale. If, if you're wrong, you're out, bro. I'm sorry. Oh. Season. What is the hunger level going into this year? Nailed it. Oh, man. The winning championship. That's it for me. That's it. Uh, I feel like, you know, if I was there, we could have went even further. And now this, that's my drive to see how far we can take it. And, you know, all of us staying healthy and, and being there, you know, when the time is needed at, on the biggest stage. But um, championship, um, it's the same it was last year. Um, we took it a step further. We went to the Western Conference Finals, and now it's time to go all the way. So that's my only focus. First of all, producer Kale, good job, good job man. He knew, he knew it was Barton 4 or whatever it was. We so. won't doubt you again until like next week. <laughs> or, until the, or until the next time we well, call you for something. Yeah, later on the show, I'm sure. I'll <laughs> but the reason I brought that up is because one of the main, one of the other questions I've had this season coming in, but it's just like how hungry are the Nuggets? And it's not like he this is now answered, but Jamal Murray, Will Barton, the two guys that when asked that question like definitively – Looked at, looked us all in the eye and was like, "Yo, like, what are you talking about? You know. Like, hungrier than yeah. ever." And so, and that gives me, you know, that excites me because I do think there's a realistic question for some of these teams to think they just got done. They're not even fully rested mentally. Are they even there? And I think for at least those two, no surprise. If you would ask me which two guys are hungriest, I would have said Jamal Murray and Will Barton. So, but it is good to see. I gotta say, like watching those clips, like there's just like a vulnerability in his voice and his answers, and it's like he's so it, he really feels like he's being truthful and like he's being uh, reflective. Always though, he this is. is the thing. But Always, he's not, he's but he's never not, not he's thought not that about bo- thrill. But he's not as boisterous as he's been in the past. Like he's, well, you could tell he's been like he's sort of gone through some things, and he's yeah. he's you could tell he's being uh, a lot more introspective about his life and his career, and so it's 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 cool to see. Like I, I feel like. If he's able to translate what I'm seeing in this interview onto the floor, like he'll be a, a big plus to the Denver Nuggets if his, if his knees are, are, are good. So, vote and win. Tell me if you agree with this, but I think that, and he even talked about like it's weird. I'm one of the oldest guys now. Like I feel like I was just 21 entering the, the league, and here I am. It's gone so quick. So I think to your point, Eric, I do wonder if two years of having injuries and the second mm-hmm. one, you know, not just setting him back but but taking him out of a playoff run i really do feel like you're right about this introspection he sees the end of his career yeah. and it might not be for 10 years it might not be for five but he at least like is conscious yeah. of it in a way that you know um jamal murray probably isn't you know these young yeah, guys yeah, that yeah, haven't yeah. ever had it so his you own tell, mortality yeah, he's, he's exactly he's been faced with his nba mortality like it's become right. real to him 
And you, I mean, Tim was talking about how he's in a much better place mentally, or Malone was, excuse me, um, which I thought was an interesting response because we were more concerned with the physical aspect of this. But it's just far more grating than I think any of us realize. Consider that the most sort of precarious place you've been in physically coincides with the very best you've ever played as an athlete and like wanting to be out there knowing you can help and not being able to like that's a deflating dynamic i can only imagine yeah he just went through a lot uh this off season even though the off season was only like four months long for him um i mean he thought about getting surgery on his knee for sure but opted to go with the rehab route and Personally, he went through just a lot in his personal life that I'm not going to talk about publicly on the podcast, but he's changed a lot of things in his personal life, too. Um, So he he has gone through a lot, and I do agree that from everything we're hearing, he is in a much better place just emotionally than he was uh, when he left the bubble, but he's definitely been through a lot. Yeah, Think about what that's like if we were – watching the Nuggets last year and you guys were suddenly found yourself unable to talk about the Nuggets. Like, you'd lost your voice and you lost the ability to, t- like, to type. <laughs> and you just had to sit like, wa- like you couldn't do That's your true, profession. Yeah. Like, right. And you just like wanted so badly to be a part of it. I'm sure that you would come back and just have a new yeah. you know, view on like what it means. So, yeah. interesting. Well, we, we, should, we, should, we should probably hit real quick because a lot of people are asking what like the injury was with Barton and how it oh, happened. Okay. Yeah. Um, the he had like knee soreness. I, I think the Nuggets were pretty much calling it. Yep. I, I think going back to like January or February before the season was was suspended, and he talked about it on the call today when COVID hit, and you know his knee was kind of acting up every now and then. The Nuggets like, and I think this was the case for a lot of teams throughout the league. It was tough to get like their trainers' hands on guys because nobody could like see each other. You know, nobody could come into the facility and get care and whatnot. So it seemed like that acted up through the hiatus. And then when he got down to the bubble, it was still bothering him. And, you know, teams down in the bubble just not did not have the resources that they usually right, have right, right. in their training rooms with the equipment when they were in the bubble in Disney World. So for the training Wilton, facility down there was so bad. It was it was almost as bad as, as Pepsi centers. I right. mean, that's what I heard. It was it was almost that bad. Right. <laughs> God. Zing. Yeah. But for him to get healthy, the only choice was for him to, to leave the bubble. So so that's what he did. Let's move on. Uh, okay, we'll just leave that last clip, but we got to keep it moving. Um, PJ Dozier also spoke today, and boy, was he PJ Composure. Uh, that guy is so good with that. He just, I mean, like, his shoulders, like, they get, like, a little straighter and wider. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, the first time that we encountered him, he just came out and, like, nailed that speech in front of a packed Pepsi Center. I was like... Man, this dude. <laughs> they gave him that on like the first night of the regular season. Yeah, yeah. Too. He like wanted. He wanted it. Uh, so, Harrison, what's your takeaway from speaking to Dozier? Uh, super composed. PJ Dozier is going to be the mayor of Columbia, South Carolina, one day. I think that's uh, yeah, where that's he's from. I don't know if that's yeah. the exact city in South Carolina, but um, yeah. he, he's always that's a great guess. <laughs> that is a city in South. That Carolina. is a city. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the capital. You will be a mayor of a city. That's one. <laughs> Yeah. So I thought the most notable thing that PJ said today was that he wants to play the one, two, and the three. And it's probably the correct thing for him to say, because if he wants to get on the floor, he's probably going to have to play some three. Uh, Because Monte Morris and Faku Campazzo are the backup uh, point guard and shooting guard. If he wants to get on the floor, he's going to have to play some three. And 
I just see him being the Tory Craig of this season. Maybe not playing like 20, 25 minutes a night like Craig did for month-long stretches this year, but I think P.J. Dozier is going to be the guy that is kind of the the spot like role player against certain matchup for the, matchups for the Nuggets. Like the Nuggets are playing a Luka Doncic. Maybe that's a P.J. Dozier game. If they're playing a James Harden, maybe that's a P.J. Dozier game. Uh, if they're playing Chris Paul, maybe that's a P.J. Dozier game. Kind of like Tory, how Tory uh, Craig was used last year. I think that is the role that Dozier's heading for. I do like this comment here. P.J. is going to be the next Mr. Nugget. I kind of like the idea of always having a Mr. Nugget, and it's like a title that gets... <laughs> we should pass it down. Yeah, like yeah, Gary yeah. was Mr. Nugget. I don't know if he's Mr. Nugget anymore. I don't know. It's probably... Yeah. They, Monte. Yeah, it's like, I think it's Monte. Monte, Monte well, it's like in that, that you have like Mr. Basketball, Indiana. Yeah, right, yeah. Like That's Mr. actually Nugget. where I stole it from with Gary, but... Oh. Awesome. All right. I thought you came up with it. How embarrassing. Uh, uh, no, do we want to play the clip before you comment, <laughs> vote? Do you want to play the clip? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got I don't even have to comment. It's no, no, I want to hear your comments. But we have the one about playing all three positions. Kale, go for it. Hey, PJ, I'm wondering, uh, uh, there's been lots of talk with the three players leaving, a lot of players coming in. Um, how do you see your role on this team this season? Um, you know, definitely being defensive-minded uh, to continue that, that part. Um, you know, being able to play the one, two, and three, uh, knowing all those positions and, and knowing what I need to do to, uh, you know, um, be helpful in all those positions. So, uh, like I said, just, just knowing, knowing multiple positions, uh, being able to guard multiple, multiple positions, uh, you know, it, it'll be really big for me this season. All right, vote. Look at that. Look at that. I like it. That eye contact. The, the composure. There's no, literally no other way to Great describe it. Fantastic <laughs> eye contact. The yeah. way he looked right into that camera that's set up uh, directly in front of him. Oh, I know. It's got to be the weirdest like setup ever. All right. When, what, our vote, what do you think, man? Yeah, I was just going to say to win his comments, like, PJ knows. PJ knows exactly what his ticket is to more playing time. Um, and I even said later in the interview, he said, uh, you know, there's only so many guys in this league who earn their playing time through their ability to score. And I understand that my path to burn, to more burn is focusing on the defensive side. But more specifically, it's that he said one through three, that he knows he might have to guard some threes, and that that's probably how he gets out there. Um, there's a very specific role I think we all envision for PJ on this team. It's always encouraging to hear when the player has a similar understanding of what that role should be. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too, and I do love the the part about uh you know just defensively because my thing about PJ, if I had one critique of him is that he can go a little Moutier. Sometimes yep. he goes full Moutier where it's like yep. okay he he's the number one option you know like right now, and I think that he really scaled that back. And some of his best moments were defensive moments where it's like oh this guy's doing that job and you know maybe getting to the paint but not being too aggressive. So I like that that's where his mind's at. I hope he gets an opportunity because to me right now. This is going to change so much. Remember when we did the big board and we did it like one week before the draft and the big board was completely different by the time like one week later? I feel like this. I have a starting lineup, backup lineup, and he's not a part of it right now. This isn't my own personal one. This is just kind of what I sense and feel and think is going to happen. But we have a camp, and I hope that he finds a spot in there because I really like I really like composure. Yeah. Um, anything else from this uh, from his? Or should we take our last break and then get to the schedule, the fun part? Ooh. Let's talk schedule. Yeah, get rid of the, this boring slog. Let's get to the fun part of this <laughs> Let's thing. Let's get man. to the schedule here in a moment. Let's take one quick break. On the other side, schedule talk, including going to drop a big, big, big bomb I, for you guys. I, I, I can't wait for this bomb. I'm going to get some sort of protection, bomb protection. Uh, guys, the gyms may not be full, but there's definitely no shortage of madness this college basketball season. 
for us fans, the college basketball powers that be have gifted us with a top-tier matchup between two powerhouses this Ooh, weekend. Who are they? Gonzaga and Baylor will be oh, going yeah, to one, two. Number to one, number one, could be, be the nation's game. top ranking. Shouts to our guy Paul Klee. Not watching, but shouts to him anyway. He's a big yeah. Gonzaga guy. Every time How do you know he's not watching? I'm pretty sure he's not watching. watching. Yeah. Friend of the show. <laughs> uh, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all college basketball fans who sign up now the chance to win $100 when betting on either Gonzaga or Baylor to win this Clash of Titans. Plus, you'll get a deposit up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code DNVR. Uh, so make sure to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up for your shot to win for your shot to turn $1 into $100 when betting on either Gonzaga or Baylor to win. That's right. Bet $1 to win $100. Use promo code DNVR during sign to take advantage of these great offers for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Remember, you must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus first deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires a 25x playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Also, we've got our friends over at Chevalier Mortgage. Virginia and Mike Chevalier, the best mortgage duo in the business. Give them a call today. 303-257-6578. You can also visit them at www.tnvrmortgage.com. Mike and Virginia Chevalier are diehard Broncos fans. They also support DNVR as DNVR members. They have over 15 years of financial services experience between the two. So you guys are maybe looking to buy a house. It's a complicated process. They know everything uh, that has to do with the home buying process, especially if you're a first time buyer. Hit them up today. Visit dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice. Most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all of your options with Mike and Virginia. That's dnvrmortgage.com. Which they actually came to the bar before. Uh, yeah, they're they're in, real, in the before they're times. Real OGs. They're, they're, they're really real OGs. They're, they're cool people. Very cool yeah, people. Very cool people. Um, honestly, like I used, to, I you know have a lot of experience with this with the mortgage of this or that. You're gonna want somebody that you could chit chat with because you spend a lot of time with them and you don't want that dead air to be like, oh, we have nothing in common. So sit there and chit chat nuggets with them. Why not? Yeah. Um, all right. So. Let's get to the schedule. I have my games that I'm most excited for. Should I just go through my list? The schedule's out. Please, Should I just go through please, my list and, and kind of give you? I'm just going to sit have, back and let this bomb hit. <laughs> <laughs> this All right. Um, not, this is in reverse order, okay? okay? And actually, it's it's actually not in any order, so we pulled it up here. Uh, nice work there, Producer Kale. Chicago. Nuggets at Chicago March 1st. I'm always excited for the Chicago game. Why? Is that the bomb? Is that the bomb? No, no, that's not the bomb. This is the worst bomb. This is, this is the, I'm starting slow here because okay. Jokic going to be surrounded. Oh, I guess there won't be any crap fans in the crowd. Wow, that really backfired on me. <laughs> do they still do Serbian appreciation night with no fans? Is the real question. Man, this list is really taking a dive now that it's going to be empty. I think they should at least put Serbian flags for Jokic. No, but let I mean, what, 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 March first. There's, there's, a, is there any chance there'll be fans or no? No chance. chance. I don't think there's a chance, man. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, this I is thought a real you dive. might be well, going with the uh, Niko Jokic, Arturis Karnishevis. Yeah, Tardewan. you know what? That's what I'm going for. Exactly. <laughs> Arturis back in the house, you know. <laughs> play well against your old team. All right. Next one on the list here. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> TNT against Portland, February 23rd. 
Yes, sir. They play Portland twice in the preseason, and then don't play them again until the 23rd of February, but you know it's Portland. We got Nurkic in the house. We got Dame Lillard. We got this nice rivalry. We got Carmelo Anthony, never won in Denver, so February 23rd is next chance. Maybe his last chance. You guys Uh, might see that there's technically, in a way, win for Melo, but it happened in the bubble. It doesn't count. He's never won in Denver. Oh, yeah, that didn't get the bubble. Yeah. Get, well, this is about in yeah. Denver. This I'm just saying. I'm Denver. just saying. Technically. But. Right, right, yeah. Technically, you're wrong. So I think, what do you guys think? That's a great <laughs> game, no? Portland? Not yeah, 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 of course. Huge game, bro. Yeah. Especially that late in the season. It's going to have playoff implications. I mean, I, I wouldn't be. I think Portland's going to be. That's not that late better. in the season, though. That's Because this is only the first half schedule. It's oh, that's right. That's right. Late in the first half. Yeah, that's right. It's a little weird. But it doesn't matter. I mean, those. it's always nice to get a chance there. Next game I got January 31st. Utah. We got that one up here January 31st, Utah. Look, Utah is another, like, yeah, there's a bunch of rivalries. The reason I put, there was a reason I put Dude, this I, one on. Is I it the 130 why. start? The matinee start? Oh, God, look at that. A Sunday matinee. Wow, that is wild. I kind of forgot that they didn't start the season uh, in October. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was that was your point, Phil, before we started recording. The Christmas Day game is the second game, the of, the second year, game is, of the year, which is just wild. But but again, like don't worry, it won't be clunky. They will have had, they will be coming off of three full preseason games right. to figure it all out. So two against good. the Blazers. <laughs> Um, the next one I have up here, January 22nd, ESPN Phoenix. Again, just because it's ESPN. Also, I think Phoenix is going to be super exciting. One, yeah. Jamal loves playing against Phoenix. Some of his best games have come against them. And then also Yoke. Perfect triple-double. <laughs> I'm ready for it. What happened? I just love that his best games have come against Phoenix because they've just been absolutely dreadful defensively for the last three years. <laughs> Yo, uh, Jamal, too. I would, I would love playing them, Phoenix. too. Yeah. Guys, I think the- Phoenix is going to be a very, very, very entertaining team, and I think they're going to be good. So that's a good game with like good storylines, good players. Um, and then, yeah, I just expect Jamal Murray versus Booker to be like a – that'll be a fantastic one. Plus, it's ESPN. Like, you know, Jamal Murray gets up for those. Um, so Den- Denver will be able to watch. That'll, that's cool. All right, the Clippers <laughs> on Christmas was my number three. Very excited for that one. We have, and we have to mention this, guys. We didn't t- you didn't talk about it on the show yesterday, but Marcus Morris with the quote, they're not better than us. An all-timer. An yeah. all-timer, man. <clears throat> that came yeah. out after, our, after the show. I would rather guys say have quotes like this than, like, uh, be reverent. You know, like, I'd rather yeah. them, like, just because it only makes yourself look dumb. Like, hey, the Lakers weren't better than us either, guys. Like, you know, like. <laughs> they cheated. <laughs> I mean, what do you think if the Nuggets swept the Clippers, Marcus Morris would think the Nuggets were a better team? Probably not. No, no, there's no, there's, <laughs> no way. There's no chance. There's no, no chance. I just love it because, like, doesn't that make it no. worse? Like, you know what I mean? Like, we blew a three-one lead to a team that we're definitively better than. You're like, all right, sick. Congrats. <laughs> congrats on the increased. I, I would love to job. know what aspects were the Clippers better than the Nuggets, like. What were they better than the Nuggets at? Uh, like they were why, better at the, they were the I, I would, season. I would, would have loved a follow-up question uh, to Marcus Morris there. You had a follow-up for him? He would have loved it. Yeah. Well, yeah, just like uh, in, in what way? Then, yeah, uh, like, uh, like at, how? at basketball? <laughs> or can you <laughs> please explain? Like, right, right. Because yeah. you, you, you knew you had seven games against them uh, to, to, to display you your dominance. Made Paul like, Millsap black out. Uh, yeah. Do you regret that? <laughs> were the Clippers like, better at just like alienating their role players? Like, mm-hmm. were, were they just better at like staging in season coups against their coach? Like, what? 
Did you? You also saw the like Paul George where he in the interview was it with uh, who is it with um, uh, Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson where he's sitting there and he's kind of doing the like you know. Doc didn't really put me in the best spots last year. He's doing the full, like, relax, like, I'm telling you the real here. And it's like, nope. Yo, bro. You hit the side of the backboard in a playoff game. Like, in the crunch time. And he scored zero points in the fourth quarter. So My favorite moment of last season might have been the timeout right after that where Doc Rivers is, like, pulling up, like, you know, he's, like, adjusting his pants. And he's like, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's so clear it is not okay. Doc Rivers, yeah, he right. knows Sam and Polos, man. Yeah. Oh yes. Four minutes left in the game. Paul George just hit the side of the backboard down 15. He's like, all right, How many we're, times, we're fine. We're fine. How many times have you guys watched the clip of the dancing uh, girlfriends of the Clippers? Because I've watched it. A, you just watch it a, a bunch? Eight baz- I've, I've seen that clip eight bazillion times. And when I watch it, I let it replay over and over and over. It's great. Nothing makes me feel better. I'm telling you, that Clippers, that Clippers team is just very, very unlikable, and it's you know, it's too bad. They gave Marcus million, Marcus Morris four years, sixty four million dollars. God, that just seems insane to me, man. Insane. Yeah, it, 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 that's it, it, more than Malik insane. Beasley is getting. Yeah. Um, all right, my number two game. I'm most excited about. This is just shows some petty guys. Monday, February, is it February? Yeah, February 1st, the Detroit Pistons here in Denver. Oh. I am so ready for this. Guys, I see people in the comments are saying, oh, you know, I'm no, I don't hate Jeremy Grant. They say, you don't have to hate him. You don't have to dislike him. You don't have to feel, yeah, whatever. He made his own decision. He made a free agent decision. He had that right. He earned that right. I don't have to like him. Dude. And I'll tell you what, I think the Nuggets players, not that they dislike him. I think they all wish him well. And like probably, yes. They'll probably in a group chat or something, you know. But when they come into town... And there's the, oh, you wanted to be the man, did you? I hope yeah. Michael Porter drops 50 Ugh. points that game. That exact game, 50 points. The only reason I don't think he's going to get 50 is because I hope the Nuggets are up by 25 points entering the fourth. Well, so yeah. Bull could come in and drop his own 50 so that they can be like, you know what? You're right. You were third on the depth chart at small forward, Ugh. so get out of here. Yes, I, again, again, I feel the, the absolute need to explain to anybody that holds the point that you were talking about, that you're not allowed to hate Jeremy Grant for making a are. decision in his life like this is sports it is called sports hate if i met jeremy grant we would be the best of friends he probably wouldn't like me i would like him but in the context of sports i wish the worst for him because he didn't pick my team when he didn't pick my team he's either with us or against us and he could take that l on the way out the nuggets are going to set this game by 20 and jeremy grant's going to go for 23 points on 8 of 25 shooting and hey he's probably going to be happy with that result jeremy grant's (laughs) career high by the way Came in a Nuggets uniform against Detroit. Uh, I oh, don't wow. think it'll go as well, though. That's what he knew, actually. That's what he knew. I mean, look, Hartenstein had his best game of, of his career against Denver. That's like Denver picked him up. So maybe that's what happens. Is all you right. Know? Uh, hold on. Before at, before we go into number one, I really need to prep for this bomb. Oh, this is a big bomb. It's <laughs> a really Adam, big bomb. Adam's been Adam's been uh, teasing this bomb for a while, so I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to get uh, the sure, wind can possibly disappoint. Can't possibly disappoint. Not if we bring out the Serbian anthem. Guys, a lot of people are excited for the Christmas Day game. Okay? A lot of people are excited. That's because they don't know. It's not American Christmas. It's Orthodox Christmas. And when do we have it this year? None other than when Luka Doncic is in town on TNT. We get Serbian Orthodox Christmas Jokic on TNT Jokic against Luka Doncic. Guys, how did this align so so perfectly for us? This is going to be an all-timer. That is an absolutely, oh, wow, the crowd loves it. They really love it. This is going to be an incredible, oh, incredible. I'm, I'm melting. Oh. I'm melting from that. Oh. 
The number one game I'm looking forward to, Orthodox Christmas on national TV against Luka Doncic. Why didn't you give us a heads up for that level of bomb, dude? Luka Doncic is going to go for 40, 10, and 10. Jokic is going to go for 30, 15, and 15. Can't wait, guys. It's going to be incredible. Vlatko might even get in on the mix. I don't know. He might. Is there there any chance that Jokic and Luka show up? Full of boiled goose or whatever it is you eat on Orthodox Christmas. Oh, oh <laughs> crap. They have, they have two. Oh. I guess Dan Flacco's really going to have to. soup and rakia. <laughs> that was incredible, guys. The, um, that was, Dallas that was incredible. Game, was it the Dallas game that was the watch party? Jokic hits the game winner? We were at... Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a, a great little, game. Like, weird, yeah. I'm telling you, Dallas versus Denver already a, a great matchup, <laughs> but you throw it on Orthodox Christmas and you put it on national oh, television. Oh, oh, TNT, oh, oh, savvy move by TNT. Oh, 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 oh. Always thinking one step ahead, TNT. <laughs> and is it any surprise that your bomb would happen on TNT? I mean, like, <laughs> that was a terrible pun. A terrible pun. I can't believe you guys don't are, are making fun of this. See, I'm telling you, I get bullied on this show. I mean, I think it had more to do with the lead up than the actual meat of what you were saying. Because I think I think that would be a good game playing Dallas. I'm do you right. really not like my angle of of Orthodox Christmas? Yo, I do. I do. I, just, I, 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 I do. I, I, I just I wouldn't describe that so much as a, a, a bomb, but I do <laughs> like it. Somebody said maybe the season will end that game too. <laughs> 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 that would be a bomb. <laughs> that would be a real bad bomb. Um, all right, vote. You you seem uh, disgruntled. Nope. No, right. gruntled. Yeah, just <laughs> st- standard gruntled. Perfectly fine. Yeah. <laughs> is there any game? Is there any games or anything else that stood out to you, Harrison, when you saw the the schedule come out? January third and January fifth, uh, the Nuggets will play a home and home with the Minnesota Timberwolves in the span yeah. of three days. That's, That's a, a lot one. of Malik Beasley, Juan Charanon Gomez, and uh, Jared Vanderbilt. It's I wish there Beasley was comes fans. Up and we all get uncomfortably quiet. I, I, wish, I wish there was fans to, to gauge the reaction of Beasley, Wancho, and Vando. Because, like, Wancho, the, the fan reception would be, like, at a 10. But I'd be curious to see what uh, Beasley would be like. Beasley back to back. We got Wancho in town. Like I, you're right. I, I, this was a severe oversight on my. Do you guys part. want to do 11 <laughs> minutes on Malik Beasley or? Yes. <laughs> yes. No. Like there's oh. there's too much cancel material in there. Uh, and also like I don't know. I feel for the guy. I honestly genuinely feel for the guy. I hope he figures this this I, I, this out. How about January 14th? Golden State. Looks like that game's gonna be on TNT. Um, mm. Look. Denver has sort of failed, I think, to answer the call on national television, or at least they did last season. Um, Remember, it was just two seasons ago when Golden State was that team you were sort of comparing yourself against. It's a different different outfit in Golden State this year. Um, Not nearly as good as those KD Warriors. But I think it will be fun to see these Nuggets compare themselves against Steph on national television, the return of Steph. It should be a good game. Hmm. Yeah, I'm looking as I'm as I'm looking at this uh, schedule. One thing I'm noticing, I saw a comment in here. Is does it look like less sched- less travel? If you look at it, there are pull, pull it back up here, Kel, will you? Yeah. So there are. If you look at it, like a five game road trip in there, uh, a four game road trip. But there's not really long home stands. I mean, with the longest home stand is here in February with four games. But outside of that, it's all two two or three game home stands. Yeah. I really expected Denver to have more like. Seven game homestand, seven game road trips because Me that too, would, in yeah. theory, limit some of your like exposure. I would have guessed. Do you, do you guys have any in, any insight as to why only half of the schedule is being released? 
Is, uh, do you think that they are? Oh, oh, yeah. No, because I think they want to reserve the right for games to have to get to, canceled to move around, and yeah, move yeah. around. Like they're trying to make it yeah. as, as flexible yeah. as possible. Yeah. So I bet. Um, um, but I bet. It, it, looking at this, just like quickly, it seems like a, there's a lot of lowercase uh, games rather than uppercase, which says a lot of road games, like you're saying. So I wonder if the, the second half of the schedule is going to just be a lot Well, it will home. be. Yeah, they are a little more uh, road-heavy. I think there's three three more road games than home games. but um, So th- they will be. The second half of the schedule should be more home-heavy, um, which is great. I mean, Denver could some momentum here and maybe make up for it you know, on the back end or, or catch up even more on the back end. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's not quite the schedule I would have expected to see. What teams do they not play? Do they they have the Lakers one time? They have the Lakers twice, so they'll get them in two times. Yeah. There's a handful of teams they won't play. They play Man, Portland I really, once. That's kind of weird. Really, they play Portland three times on the back end. I'm really my my non bomb here is that I'm super excited to see them play the Clippers and Utah again. Like I I really want to see what that dynamic is going to look like after yeah. what we went through at the end of last season and obviously Portland every year. Um, I mean we're going to get the preseason preseason Portland but who cares like I want to see what, what yeah, it looks like when, when things count do they, they don't have a single Houston game here do they or they have one they have one in December it's the yeah, third, game, third of the season. game of the year and then after that you yeah. know one thing I've I, I've heard little rumblings on um you know obviously not reporting anything but just hearing that you know the we've seen news globally about the vaccine starting to get rolled out in different places this or that I mean that's one thing we've talked about the risk of COVID this or that I mean, who knows how quickly it can be rolled out, but there is a chance that the NBA will at least have the option to, players will be have the option to get vaccinated early on. Maybe it's not December, maybe it's not even January, maybe it's February, and, and so then the back half of the schedule gets a little bit more, um, you know, reliable or what have you. I don't know. I'm, I'm just throwing that out there, that it is something we haven't, we've been in this pandemic for 10 months and haven't had a vaccine so it's almost like you don't think about it but you know maybe it is on the horizon for these guys man i can't believe how quickly things are coming at us now i mean (laughs) it is hilarious if you think about the amount of time that we had to tread water with this team like before the bubble happened and then uh then you know we were drafting uh thanksgiving foods yet just like one week ago (laughs) like now all of a sudden it's like boom they're coming back boom here's the schedule it's like holy i mean this thing's like really gonna happen like really quickly do you guys have anything else big before we get out of here for the weekend? Uh, just some good vibes, bro. Just oh, always just great vibes. Them. Vibes just are always one in one hundred. <laughs> well, I do want to say one thing. I want to tease something. So last year, a lot of people don't know this because DNVR had just launched at the start of the season last year. We made these preview season preview videos that were among my like top five things we did all year for DNVR. Coming back, baby. Filming them on Monday or filming the first wave of them on Monday. On Tuesday, I believe Tuesday, we'll see what happens, but early next week, we're going to start releasing these preview videos because, to your point, Eric, the season's right around the corner. Right here, baby. We're right here, baby, and I can't wait for it. So if you're on the fence about subscribing to DNVR, some great stuff coming in those <laughs> in those videos. Half of them are going to be for everybody. Half, it, Well, half, half of each video will be for everybody. Half of each video will be behind the paywall for DNVR members. And I'm telling you, I'm so excited for him. Always already, we might have some costumes. We might have some role play. Doctor Morris, Doctor Wind. I also want to some thank consensual uh, role play. <laughs> Doubtful. Some of you have already voted Doubtful. on these guys. We want your input for these player previews. You'll see player preview polls to thread each day on a different player on DNVR Nuggets. Go vote right now. Paul Millsap's still open. I'll have another one up by the end of the day. But we want to know what you guys think for this player preview series. Um, that's it for us this week, guys. Thanks so much for hanging out. The Nuggets are back on. Oh, you're a little, a little quick here, aren't you, Kale? A little quick. We better hope Kale's eager to get his weekend started. We better All right, bye. Back.
The but Nuggets are back practicing as a team on December 6th. That means the next time you guys come in. Yeah, Kale, that's right. The next time. So the reason that Green Mountain Dental Group has been so successful in the Denver community is that they actually care about you. They care about you as a patient. After anybody goes into Green Mountain Dental Group, they will reach out personally and ask you how your visit was, what they can do to make it better. They just care, and it really shows. They're not one of those dentist offices that pop up all over Denver, those chains. You guys probably know who I'm talking about, that just shuffle in patients in and out every single day. They actually care. They're great people. They're family-owned. They are Denver through and through. They're located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver, and they will give you a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. Maybe the coolest perk, the coolest giveaway that any of our sponsors do. So check them out today. You will get a free Sonicare toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental Group when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam.